0: You're listening to a Time Machine podcast. Old Movie Time Machine, an adventure through time and or space. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Old Movie Time Machine. This is the show in which we use color motion picture films made in the old U.S. of A. between the years of 1945 and 1965 as windows into the past. We play the movie, we throw the window open, we climb through said window, and we have ourselves a poke around at the world beyond. Nice catch, Catherine Sherlock. (laughs) Sneak preview of guests coming your way, listener. But Catherine Sherlock just caught her notebook. Mid-flip. Mid, mid, yeah. It was about to hit the ground, at which Mm. point we would have had to have thrown it away, right? Yeah. Yes. Can't
1: touch
0: the ground Uh, We climb through the window. We look at the world that we find there. And while we do this, we ask some essential probing questions, such as these people that we see in this world beyond the window. Who are these people? What are their habits? How are they treating each other? What decisions are they making? And Why? And also, and arguably the most important part, what are they wearing and what do their living rooms look like? And then at the end of the show, we climb back through the window, back to the early 21st century where we are right now, and we give it to you guys. On behalf of all of society, modern day society, we ask the ultimate question, which is this movie we just watched. You guys, climbed through a window, poked around for a little while, put a lot of work into this, a lot of effort. But do we keep watching this thing? Do we keep uh, giving this a look? Maybe a second look? Third, fourth, fifth look? Showing our children and their children and then our parents because they've forgotten. And then they show us and then we show our children. You know, it's a circle. Circle of life, right? Or do we just cast it aside and let it float off into oblivion? Or the sun. That would be kind of fun. Throw a movie into the sun, see what happens. I would like to see that. I'm your host, by the way, through time and or space, Justin Zeppa, joined as ever by my panel of international experts and also the smartest people that I know, starting on my left, Catherine Sherlock. Hey, Catherine, welcome back to the program. Hello. Lovely to see you. And you. And you. <laughs> She said reluctantly? Wow, that was a total (laughs) reflexive (laughs) response. I appreciate it. It was a
2: question mark.
0: You can take it back if you want. I did just- Well,
2: it's just about the film, really, isn't it?
0: Oh, boy. (laughs) Can't wait. I cannot wait. To your left. You know her. You love her. Shrish Nike. Hey, Shrish.
1: Hey, guys. Welcome
0: to the show. What's up? And to your- uh, Nothing. Uh, To your left, and also across the ocean, my sister and yours, Carolyn Narrows. Hey, sis. Hey there. Lovely to have you. Thank you for joining us again. Guys, we are talking about 1955s. This is possibly the most 50s of all movies made in the 1950s. Douglas Sirk's All That Heaven Allows. All That Heaven Allows. Now, real quick, I'm just going to pull the table before we get to our one-line reviews. Catherine, have you seen this before? No. Shrishma, have you seen this before?
1: Yeah, I have. Oh,
0: that would be really interesting if it wasn't a lie.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Damn, Justin. Well, oh, come on. How do you know? Maybe I might have watched
0: it. (laughs) We've already had the conversation. (laughs) I (laughs) I know you only watched half of it. And it's fine. You're busy. I understand. Shrishma gets a pass this week. She was late for invaders from Mars.
1: <laughs> but at least was she... I late? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's on no, the I show. Was, yeah, was. yeah,
2: yeah.
3: I'm pretty sure though that this movie could and probably has a Bollywood
0: twin. Yeah. Oh, definitely.
3: I definitely. mean,
2: like, you know. Yeah. Now, that, if... that would actually liven it up a bit. I mean, <laughs> um,
0: Dr. Sister, are you familiar with this program we're talking about tonight?
2: I the... had never
3: seen
1: it
0: before. Really? Okay. I love this movie. Just so put it right out there.
1: Okay. So I, you've seen it before.
0: I've seen it before. I've, I saw this for the first time as a freshman in college
1: mm. in a
0: some kind of film class. We were shown this. And most of the class, I admit, including myself, laughed at a lot of it.
1: Okay.
0: Because it's a melodrama, right? And it's just very – it was not – not that we don't love a melodrama throughout history. We always love a melodrama. But because it's kind of dated and all this, it was laughable.
2: More like a micro drama.
0: A micro drama? (laughs) What's the difference, Catherine? Low drama? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Too small? The stakes were too low? Catherine, let it out. Come on. Hit me.
2: You you, you get the one-line review. Okay.
0: Well, the one-line review for Catherine is going to have to wait because we agreed previously that she's going to go last because she does the best one-line reviews. Everybody is in agreement about that. We voted on it. You were there, folks. You heard it. I think you heard it. I think we know. I think it was on the air? Yeah, okay. It was on on the air. Listen, Trishman Ike, All That Heaven Allows. Yes. Do you have a one-line review for this? And if you do, can you give it to us?
1: (laughs) I do. Um, A Bollywood reminiscent portrayal of constipated love faces. (laughs) (laughs) Damn fine. She's coming for your crown, (laughs) Catherine. She
0: wants to go last. You
1: might know. You might know.
0: (laughs) I love it. You're definitely on the money with it. We're going to talk about it. (laughs) Carolyn, do you have a one-line review for All That Heaven Allows?
3: Yes. It's a film that proves you should have zero fucks about what anyone else thinks.
0: Damn right.
3: True.
0: You got that right, sis. I'm going to follow up with that because I got one. It's not dissimilar. The perfect reminder to be true to yourself and ignore the rest of the world. That's it. Mm. Or is it? <laughs> Catherine Sherlock, do you have a one-line review for All That yeah, Heaven Allows? It,
2: I do. I do. I do. Uh, okay. So, dull, thwarted love tale featuring a tree-obsessed and disconnected Rock Hudson <laughs> and has about as much heat as a piston fire.
0: <laughs> well, you've earned it. You've earned it again, Sherlock.
2: I do know. I quite like well where we made love faces. I think that's going to be a t-shirt. A t- it's
0: on fire! <laughs> My God. <laughs>
2: No,
3: I think we just want Rock Hudson with that, um, you know, buffalo plaid
0: wool coat. It's a um, symphony of buffalo plaid, you guys. Well, were you I'll, in love? How am I not supposed I to am, like this? It might this? have just been a
2: cardboard cutout. I mean, he wasn't even there. He wasn't on. He
1: wasn't present.
0: He, well, he's very stoic. Did this stoic.
1: movie make an impression on you? Like how you viewed love?
0: No, uh, no, no. It's it's only with like I said. I mean, we kind of laughed at this movie the first okay. time I saw it. Okay. It's only in recent years that I've kind of gone back. Like. As I'm kind of thinking of this show and putting this together, like, oh, yeah, this is a very well-known... This is kind of apex melodrama mm-hmm. for this this genre. This is like the most of it.
3: Right. This is in taking place in the town next door to Peyton
0: Place. <laughs> it really Stoning him next to Peyton Place? Stoning
3: him right next to Peyton Friday
0: Place. Friday Night Lights, stoning him versus Peyton Place. Who's going to win on the gridiron? <laughs> what about the fact... Sorry, Catherine, I don't mean to be hammering on you for your opinion, because your opinion is yours, of course. What about the POV of a middle-aged woman as the the star of your major motion picture in 1955? I mean, I think this is shockingly... mm, I don't know if I'd use the F word necessarily. I don't know if this is a feminist picture, but it is a picture that I think talks about some issues that certainly women of the time would have faced, probably women of today face on some level. Uh, Any response to that? Did you feel anything or not?
2: Yeah, I I guess that was kind of um, the only thing that sort of did speak to me, really, is the fact that eventually, (sighs) when she realized all of her options were uh, literally boiled down to my life will become watching this television mhm well, then she stood up for herself
0: mhm
2: but this was only after you know
0: everybody ditched her
2: everybody ditched her and it was like but she didn't she didn't face them down when it was you know no. the uh, at its height and when the the kids were against it and all mm-hmm. of this kind of thing but literally you know 6 months later they want to sell that house that they was so attached these kids.
0: To, oh my god! That whole scene, oh, absolute baby, drives me bananas. I do not like these children. No. Oh, they're yeah. awful. All right, all right. Let's let's get into also this. Oh also yeah.
3: proves my point that children are not worth
0: <laughs> <like> it. <laughs> all that heaven allows. I don't know what this title is, but that's just what this movie is called. Here we are. So we open clock. Tower level vista view of stoning him, uh, wherever this is. Although I have a feeling. Over here?
3: Oh, <laughs> that's a that's also where they're shooting MASH. <laughs> I think
0: they're shooting MASH, Caroline. You... <laughs> I've done the MASH joke like nineteen times so far mm-hmm. out of almost 30 episodes. And I each think time. This
3: is the back lot, but it's supposed to be set in like Vermont or some shit.
0: Yes, so. this is a very New Englandy, east coasty type of vibe, but we are seeing. And you know how I think. We can really tell that this is probably just the back lot. Well, first of all, it's a universal picture. Universal famed for its back lot. Uh-huh, We've uh-huh. seen it many times. And in fact, there's one particular house that I think we need to oh, no. verify. Oh. That's on this side. It's a tease. But also, I think these are fake leaves. Hmm. And it's autumn. There's no autumn. You know, there's, there isn't this type of foliage. in
1: Foliage, right. Yeah. I was saying foliage. Foliage? <laughs>
2: Isn't that oh. what comes on the tops of bottles? Let's see,
1: <laughs> foliage. Uh, ah,
2: beautiful. Foliage.
1: Foliage. Yeah, foliage. foliage.
0: Yeah, you're not going to see this in Santa Monica, so uh, this is a fakie. I'm guessing. It feels very backlotty. Let's check out an extraordinary vehicle. I'm talking about... Sarah, whatever her last name was, Sarah Wilson, not Wilson, it doesn't matter. Her name is Sarah. She is the best friend of the main character, Carrie Scott, and she is pulling up to Carrie's house in the bluest automobile to ever be on a road. This is a 1955 Ford Country sedan. You guys, I love movies like this because it gives me an excuse to go to my new favorite website, the Internet Car Movie Database. (laughs) That's a real thing. You can go there and look up a movie and it will show you all the vehicles that are within it. So that's that's how we know this is a 55 Ford Country Sedan. 55, the same year this movie came out. So this is like product placement Mm. of the day. This was the hot ride of the time. Now back here we can see... Rock Hudson's vehicle, a.k.a. Ron Kirby, he is a, a nurseryman. He runs a nursery. He he deals with plants and trees and all of this. And he is pruning Kerry Scott's trees right now. Yes, Shrishma Nyke.
1: How did uh, a plant, a place that sells plants, mm-hmm. become to be called a nursery?
0: My belief is that because they grow the plants there, like the baby they're plants. So it's like a, you know, yeah. It's like a, a kindergarten for plants.
1: Is
3: that also why it would be called a tree surgeon?
0: Uh, that's quite possible. Why not a tree surgeon?
1: Wow, A.K.A. gardener.
0: Maybe that's your next career choice. Oh. An arborist. Oh, even better.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh my goodness. Well, we're also looking at Rock Hudson's. Uh, Car here We notice that it's made of wood Of Mm. course It is a 1946 Ford Super Deluxe Station Wagon And it is fucking amazing
2: It is amazing It's
0: great Now we've talked about this type of car before You know what we call it? A woody A woody Right
2: Ooh And (sighs) I'd forgotten
0: Catherine (laughs) (laughs) Um. Now look This scene that we're pulling up on Again It's autumn Right you guys What do you do before the snow flies. You got to trim the trees. Uh, apparently this neighborhood does anyway. Never no, saw it's that. That's
3: true. You want it to either yeah. plant shrubs or trees in the fall? Mhm. And you also want to do any of your trimming? Okay. In the fall.
0: Okay. Great to know. I'm a landowner. A landowner, she says. Uh we see Ron Kirby up in the tree doing some trimming, and what he's doing with the scraps is he is burning them in something that we don't see too often these days. But it's just uh, when you got your leaves, you rake them into a big pile, you just set them on fire. In this case, he has kindly moved them off to the off to the, tree, off to the street, off to the street street side of the curb. Mm-hmm. But it is still just a, an open raging fire uh, in the middle of the street, it's a, and then, it's
2: a smoldering pile. It is. Yes, it, it's the most smoldering thing here.
0: It re- oh, come on, Catherine. What? There's what? love here. I need yeah. you to tap into your romantic vein if, if you can, if you have one. Is that whiskey thawing your cold, cold heart yet or what?
2: No, oh. maybe I
3: need oh, more. Look, but I think that old mill in a couple of scenes and that fire that's raging right? is going to thaw This shit's going to get
0: cozy, Catherine. Look out. Yeah,
2: to be fair, that's a nice It's pretty cozy, nice yeah? Property. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Okay, so we're burning things. Uh, Sarah pops out of the car again, striking in blue, and she is played by Agnes Moorehead, aka Endora from television's Bewitched.
3: She has so much makeup on.
0: She really does. She has a, a fascinating face. I think they don't make them like this anymore. But she is here, and uh, she's got a world of attitude that she carries with her. She's always on the go. The Sarah. She's always arriving just to say that she's got to go.
3: I'm sorry. You took all this trouble to make lunch for me. And I don't have time. But I am here to drop off an entire box of (coughs) plates that I borrowed from you. So here you go.
1: (laughs) Yes.
0: I have time for that. But I'm needed elsewhere in Stoningham. And we see her kind of eyeball the tree trimming man, of course, Ron Kirby, the nurseryman. Uh, this is a beautiful yard here. This is, again, it's autumn. And the reason I chose this, by the way, you guys, uh, it's the holidays. This is uh, We're kind of in Christmas season here. But I chose this movie to go first because while it's not a direct Christmas movie, Christmas is involved, right? It's you a to, transitional movie. It really is. It's a not seasonal on, like, movie. Not unlike the transition mm, that seasonal, yeah. that Carrie Scott will be going through in her life as she enters the autumn of her years. By the way, do you know how old Jane Wyman was when she made this movie?
1: I have no 38 idea. Thirty eight years she looks old. Great. Oh and my wow. god, she's my age. They
0: treat and they treat her like she's entering her early seventies. But well,
1: that that's what
2: happens. Well she's widowed. I mean
0: shuffle it's, you off.
2: Exactly. To the, it's like look after the kids and the then cornfield. Here's the telly.
0: Right, there you go. But
2: don't ask for anything more in life.
0: There you that's it.
2: You know You've had
0: your shot at bullshit. love and he died. So <laughs> it's
1: bullshit. the end.
0: Um Carrie Scott, our our protagonist here, she's wearing gray. Right. Because her life is essentially over. Right. She's draped herself in gray tweeds.
1: But he's left her with money, looks like.
0: Oh, they've done well for themselves. Right. I dig this house. Right. I'm all about this house. I'm all about this yellow patio umbrella back here that she's got. So yes, Carolyn, you're absolutely right. Sarah drops these dishes off and she can't stay even though there's this massive brunch prepared in her honor. She's got to go uh, gossip at the butchery or something like that. And uh Oh, okay. So then, uh, so Ron Kirby spots Carrie carrying this large box of dishes and offers to help her, which he does. And uh, he's a strapping fellow, so it's not that big a deal. And she's like, what would you like to have? I've got this brunch here. If you want some food, you should have this. And so he joins her for a coffee. And she tries to talk to him, which Mm -hmm. goes, yeah, so-so. Because how would we describe... Ron Kirby in this movie. He's sort of taciturn, mm-hmm. blunt,
1: mm-hmm. Uh,
0: almost, Catherine, I believe you said something to this effect, almost not there at all. Disconnected. Absent. Disconnected.
2: No.
0: He's an eccentric of sorts mm. or so was he. Would is, seem.
2: Yeah, he's above it all, this sort of social, this life that they've got going here. He's, yes. He, he's above it all. That's
0: interesting. See, I never thought about the above it allness of it, but mm-hmm. it is a bit – there is yeah, some, like, I mean, even mental like, snobbery in it, yeah, right?
2: Yeah, absolutely. yeah, absolutely. Even though, yeah, he, I, as Shishma said, you know, I guess he's from a lower economical class. Mm-hmm. He sees himself above. He's freed himself from the wants of uh, consumerism, which is yeah. kind of obsessing the rest of America.
0: And not only that, but he's – He's released himself of the bonds of small talk. He's got no time for it. He's just like, yep, maybe, I don't know, could be. She finds him, I think, kind of intriguing, but really, it's a non-starter of a of a coffee break that they have here. Totally doesn't really go anywhere. Also, while Sarah was dropping off the dishes, she invites Carrie. We find out right away that Carrie is a widow. That's Mm -hmm. like line number one out of her mouth is like, well, ever since Bill died, or whatever his name was. And so we, we get her right away and we find out that uh, Ron Kirby's father died three years ago. That comes out right away. So we're setting up these characters for, you know, just like, you know, this one is this and this one is this. This is how they get together. So, but Sarah invites Carrie out to the club. There's a country club in Stoningham that all of the people of their age, varying middle ages, will go to to socialize. And, uh, you know, to miss those events, is simply not done. So Carrie's sort of on the fence about this. However, we get a mention of some gentleman caller named Harvey. Harvey is interested in taking her to the country club. So she seems kind of open to that idea. Meanwhile, uh, so during, the one thing that does come out of the, the, the tree conversation is that we learn about uh, a tree that is in Carrie's yard that the Chinese call the golden rain tree which Rock Hudson says in a very fascinating way and kind of fixated on it. They call it the golden rain tree. They call it the golden rain tree. And he's so happy about it. And he snips off a little bit of the branch and he gives it to her and she keeps it uh, watered in a little pot on her, mm. on her uh, dresser. And it's just a little uh, keepsake, a little reminder of of his visit for boring coffee conversation, boring coffee talk.
1: I turn into a shower later.
0: <laughs>
1: I held it back. I tried as long as I could. They call it the
0: golden rain tree. Um, here it is. They call it the golden rain tree. <laughs> and it only grows near a house where there's love. Okay. That's the legend of the, of the golden rain tree. <laughs>
2: And the golden shower thing?
0: Maybe. Hey, who knows what? what this guy's into? He's a freak, right? <laughs> He's into all kinds of shit. And so is she. It's been a couple of years. I uh, also just wanted to point out bedroom ashtray. Beautiful. No ciggies in it, but it's there for when she needs it. So look out for that.
3: But she's contemplating the branch mm-hmm. while applying her makeup.
0: Yep. Yep. Does that sim- sim- symbolize something?
3: I mean, I think that she found uh, Ron Kirby thought provoking
1: mm.
0: they call him the golden I name mean
1: tree. he's good looking okay like as just maybe not like just as if you if I saw him I'd be like w-.
0: yeah I mean he's typical okay so for those of you new to the program this is what like the third or fourth <laughs> Rock Hudson, Hudson movie yeah. we've watched so far in
3: 70% of our films from this era no I'm
0: just kidding <laughs> it's, it's true 70%. I mean he it's
3: mostly Rock Hudson <laughs> it's mostly
0: Rock Hudson <laughs> <laughs> It's it's very true and uh, so he's what, like six foot four, or something like that. I mean, he's, he's
2: well put together. He's,
0: he's a large man, and uh, he's always decked out in the era's finest uh, workman, you know, clothes or whatever. Like again, it's a symphony of buffalo plaid in this movie. Like he's got a bluff, buffalo plaid jacket on, and he'll take it off, and he's got like another layer of buffalo plaid underneath that. And I'm sure if he took that off, buffalo plaid T-shirt. I'm sure it exists. I didn't see that, but I'm sure it exists. If if it does exist, he is wearing it. So it's a great time for those who like buffalo I f- plaid.
3: I feel like this film in general is a little bit of a still waters run deep, which kind of gets to Catherine's point is that it's not smoking hot. It's like steaming.
0: Mm, okay, you you feel like there is something it's it's on a simmer.
3: Yeah, yeah, I guess, and you know, I mean, so there's some of the things that are uh, there's more going on than just the conversations, and I guess why I say still waters run deep is that you know everyone else is kind of in in this film other than our two main characters. Everyone's are a catty bitch in with, this
0: movie. Let's just call it what it is. Everybody's yeah. a catty ass bitch.
3: It's a catty, right, and they're caught up with all these social things and whatever. Um, and Ron Kirby is, you know, showing our, our leading lady, Carrie, that there's a deeper, more pure world out there. Mm.
0: Yeah. Yeah, there's
2: a different way to live your life, yeah. And they call
0: it the golden rain tree.
2: Mm. Lightly steamed. (laughs) Lightly steamed. So that's, I guess
3: why I say, like, you know, as she's contemplating this branch in the vase... As she's applying her makeup to get ready to go to the club mm-hmm. with Harvey, her friends with Harvey, uh, you know that there's that her 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 circle of people are deeming that only a Harvey is really appropriate for her at this aged stage of, yes. of her life. <laughs> well,
0: and and let's have this. Let's talk about it because because her kids show up and they they sort of chat with her about.
3: They somehow come home every weekend.
0: I guess so. So I'm guessing
3: uh, this is Connecticut, then.
0: I would I would guess so, because I think they're taking the train down to New York, is what it sounds like. Mm-hmm. And we see also later on at the train station uh, a, a wife picking up her husband, so he's probably commuting, it seems. So, yeah, we're probably back up in Connecticut. I bet you a fucking Hilda Crane's house is somewhere around the, the corner. Probably. And so she has a, a daughter, Kay, and a son, Ned, who are in their early 20s, we're led to believe. Uh, the daughter is in university. For are they both in university? I yeah, think so. I think, so, I think yeah. that's the case. Uh, she's very science minded, so she's very much uh, by the book and reading things as uh, her various theories that she is delving into would teach her. And she speaks as such; it's very analytical her approach. Mm-hmm. And so she really, <laughs> she really kind of digs deep into mom there, and you know, and talks about this Harvey and her relationship and like, Oh yeah. Harvey's they all, like the, the kids kind of agree that Harvey kind of sucks. So we haven't met Harvey yet at this point either, but we're going to, but all we, we know right away, he's it's like, yeah, Harvey's nice, but he also kind of sucks. And he's an older gentleman. We're led to believe, which means that the passion is gone, which means he, yeah, he can't do it anymore. But the, you know what? At your age, 38 year old mom, uh, you know, there are there are things beyond the physical, so don't worry about. Maybe this is okay.
2: Just companionship, right?
0: Yeah, just companionship.
2: That's the only thing and affection, you can really, Catherine. really hopeful. We can face it.
0: sit in the same room together and look at each other, or yeah. ignore each other
2: and watch the television.
0: Ignore each other together.
2: <laughs> I'm the- just looking for someone to Netflix and chill with. Okay. Right, right. That's what they <laughs> yeah. need. They
0: need a great Netflix account and they need a blanket. I I, I want the
2: illusion of not being lonely.
0: Yeah, so I'm just going to have choose another human and sit with them.
2: Yeah, and and not necessarily connect in any way with them.
0: Whoever dies first, the other one is compelled to bury them. That's basically, it's kind of your death buddy is what it is. Sort of like, are you going to – you'll make the phone calls? Get me the casket? You know, Call the headstone guy. We got the headstone guy.
3: We Um, are not wasting money on caskets and headstones, people. Hell
1: the fuck no. Cremation. 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 (laughs) Yeah. Buried under a tree.
0: Never again. Also, just want to note real quick, Kay is laying on mom's bed. Mom has rectangular pillows. That's right. We've seen them in 1959. Apparently, they were around in 55, too. Rectangular pillows.
3: So, I mean, she clearly lives in a really nice house. I don't know what her husband did for work, but they were obviously very successful.
0: Yes, we are led to believe that he was some kind of successful businessman, somebody who worked a lot with money, especially when contrasting dear old departed dad with the new Mm. nature boy, Ron Kirby, who's very earthy as he's described. Earthy. They well, call I mean, it the we'll, earthy rain tree.
3: No, we'll get to it when... They call it
0: the golden rain tree.
3: But there's a whole lot of, like, Walden Pond in this.
0: Mm, there certainly is. Literally. So we'll get
3: there, but, like, yes. I, I mean, a, a whole. I think the whole impetus for the character of Ron Kirby is... And they, like, straight out say it, like, oh, Walden Pond is, like, his Bible, you y- know? Uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah they, they do literally say I mean, say he's... That. he's it's his lifestyle. He's
3: Thoreau, okay? You
0: right, know, right? So, okay. So, meanwhile, while Kay's having girl talk with mom, son Ned is downstairs mixing up some of his famous Martoonies, and Ned is uh, well, he's kind of a bastard, right? He's he's, he's the, a dick. He's just the worst of the worst. Uh, as far as now, look, he means well but and he is like prototypical 1950s white male as you see yes. it. And I like the fact that his world gets turned upside down in this movie because his mother wants to be a human being and get some. You know, there's nothing wrong with that, folks, but he he feels compelled to slut-shame his mother for wearing a low-cut dress.
2: She looks great. Yeah. She, she yeah, she
0: does look great. She's 38. She's uh, she's in the prime of her life. She looks amazing. Hey everybody, midroll Jay Z here. Interrupting the flow as I will do from time to time. Usually, this time right in the middle of the show. It's the holiday season. It's a time for gifts and giving of gifts. And what better gift to give than some merch from our store for Old Movie Time machines. So look, you know, you've got a you got some kind of creepy uncle or something like that. The Boardroom Handies uh, coffee mug. You, you need to get him that, of course. Uh, mom would look excellent in a, a hooded sweatshirt that features our atomic living room model. Or maybe for grandma, why not get Grandma uh, grandma's ashtray design? Uh, it's available for you. It's all over on the Public store. Again, just go to the notes in this very episode you're listening to. You will find a link. Just click it. You will be taken right there. And then you can give us that sweet, sweet holiday cash, which is what we're looking for. And also because it's the holidays, you know, Public has crazy percentages off at this point. So just assume that that's also in the mix. 10%, 20, up to 40% off, I believe. But who can say? All I know is that if you go do this for us right now, go get yourself a little piece of old movie time machine memorabilia. You want to have it for, for the grandkids. I'm going to thank you so hard, just like I will right now. Thank you. And now back to the show. So who should fly right over Breaks into her busy day, Sarah, the bestie, comes over and is like, I of course I heard Mona's talking, telling everybody around town about you and Ron Kirby. Of course, I didn't believe it. And Carrie's like, Well, fucking believe it. I am with this guy, and that's I'm in love with him, and we're getting married, and that's the deal. Sarah is a good friend. Agnes morehead aka and Dora, aka Sarah, is a good, solid friend, and she's like, Well. If that makes you happy, then I will back you up. Here's the deal we are hosting a little party at my place. (laughs) (laughs) Don't cut it off like that. That's unhealthy. Just go. (laughs) Just let it out.
3: Nope.
2: Let's go. Do it. Go to the shower. (laughs)
0: They call it the golden rain tree. I feel, I feel like tree. you've been
2: drinking since just after breakfast. <laughs>
0: they call it the golden rain tree. Yes. There's a five-hour no. difference
2: now. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, why don't you bring your nature boy over? He's Maybe he, if, he, if they meet him, they'll ease up a little bit on, on trash-talking him incessantly, even though that's what these people live for. Very nice offer. Love it, Sarah. Well done. All the best friend points. You get them. So Carrie's like, great. Let's just, before the kids find out, I'm going to talk to them. So I'm going to invite them up. She invites them to come up from the city. And they're sort of like, well, of course, mother. Oh, this is about you getting married most likely, right? Like, again, the daughter thinks she has it all fucking figured out
1: Mm -hmm. because
0: she goes to college. And they're like, congratulations, mom. It's great to hear that you and Harvey will soon be enjoying platonic matrimonial bliss together And that you will be shoveling dirt over his coffin in the near future. We love to hear it. This is what we want for you. Watching television, of course. Absolutely. So she has to break to them like, no, it's not Harvey. Harvey is Deadwood to me. Uh, It's actually Ron Kirby, the guy who runs the tree store out in the countryside by the Old Mill. And boy, Ned does not take kindly to this he he kind of melts down about he cannot believe it he's like mother this must be some kind of joke you are tarting around with fucking ron kirby he is a little bitch is that what you called him
2: yeah truth bitch absolutely
0: um he's a pouty little bitch and she's like look he's coming over i want you to just like chat with him why don't you mix up those martinis of yours that you're always fucking talking about like you're a fucking big wheel like you're your father you are not your father and Kay, the analytical daughter, is like, I wish you would just, you know, just, detach emotionally from this and just see it for what it is. And that's fine. That's fine. We're going to do this and we're going to support mom. And they do. And they agree to meet Ron Kirby, who comes over. And I give this guy some credit here because this is a tough situation to walk into. And true to his character, as painted, he doesn't give a fuck what they think. He's just like, whatever, whatever you all want to do, you're all going to do it. But I love your mom and I'm going to be marrying her. And... We're probably going to live in my own my old mill out there and we'll, we'll just sell the house and sorry about that. Well, Ned does not like this at all. This is their house, the family home that's been in the family for I don't know how many years. You should on. probably know Ned them,
3: but... is probably also like, "Hmm, if mom sells this house and moves in with Ron, then Ron's mm-hmm. going to get my money."
0: This is enough. Mm-hmm. this is one of the mm-hmm. things they talk about is the money issue, the fact that she's older at uh, 38. <laughs> <laughs> that 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 will play into the the gossip dynamics of the town is the fact that he's marrying her. Everybody knows she has money and he has nothing. Therefore, their love cannot be true. Uh, anyway, Ned um, basically wets himself and throws a little hissy fit. He does not like this one bit. Uh, the kids then go out over to not the kids. Uh, but I mean, these the, the fun kids were following Carrie and Ron. Go over to Sarah's house and they mix and mingle with the socialites who do a lot of shit talk uh, just directly to his face. I mean, mm-hmm. it's kind of it's kind of backhanded, but I mean, it's forward handed enough to where it's
2: blatant. As well. it's blatant. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Right, and they're talking, you know, so nice of you to date an older woman like this and her money and uh, such like comments. But I just wanted to point out this sick painting of the pyramids and some ruins back here. (laughs) Wow. It's kind of a bizarre bit of a set decoration for this type of movie. But apparently Sarah's husband, who is a nice man and supports them as well, they've they've power coupled up on this. Uh, Apparently he's into uh, ancient Egyptian archaeology, perhaps. Mm. I like it. He probably knows where the Grail is.
3: Everyone has That's to have a, a hobby. hobby. That's true. Still waters run deep. <laughs>
0: yes, they call it the Golden Rain Tree. So who else should be at this shitty party but Howard? Right? We remember naughty Howard and his naughty little tongue probing our poor Carrie's <laughs> head, and he's half in the bag, of course. Wife and kids nowhere to be seen, and he gives her a world of grief as well. About hey, I didn't realize it. You were this type of gal, whatever that means. Like you know, she, again, she likes he basically the was like,
3: type. "How could you have played like the innocent? You
2: know, maid how could you
0: reject my advances when I know you're you're down to clown with uh, Rock Hudson over here? What about old Howie?
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're prepared to get in the dirt with this low life.
0: I'm as dirty as they get. Exactly. I'm Howard. I'm but I'm better Howard. because
2: I'm. Several classes higher, right? What I have money. I belong office. to the club,
0: and he again tries to kiss her. She pushes him away. Ron rushes over because he's like, What's going on? and he tries to cool things down. And everybody, of course, interprets it as he is shutting down poor, drunk, pervy Howard. And god, he could have killed him. You know, like, did you see the look in his eyes? He's an animal, and uh, boy, it's quite a scene, and of course. They have to leave after that. They shouldn't have to because she was the one sexually assaulted by Howard. But uh, it's the, it's 1955. So this no, is and nobody's
2: doing. talking about it. She no. doesn't. She's not no, no, honest no, no. about the fact that, hey, man, th- this man put his hands on me. Right. And Why I wouldn't you
0: accept it. Howard's tongue into your mouth? Why not?
2: I mean, it's really, easy. this
0: We've just goes, goes to it. show
3: that uh, the, the social socially acceptable men are obviously more animalistic than our nature boy.
2: Mm-hmm. I guess
3: mm-hmm. yeah. mm-hmm. they are entitled. Very are good podcast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, so he takes her home. And who should be waiting up for her but her pouty bitch son, Ned, who just comes flat out and is like, well, I gave him a try. I still don't like him. And this is bullshit, Mom. Uh, so if you want to marry this man, go ahead. But you're not going to see me anymore. I'm out. And shortly thereafter... Kay comes home as well, and she's been out and about town, and she has this incredible bedroom with uh, this weird,
1: that's really cool, uh, mm-hmm.
0: stained glass portico window that casts this uh, uh, colorful light across the bed of uh, a mother consoling her weeping daughter. Why is she weeping? Well, because. Word is out.
2: People will talk. What would people think What would they say? Of me. Of
0: course, mother, it doesn't bother me, except it really does, and I hate it. <laughs> and then I got no fight with my boyfriend,
3: and we broke up.
0: Oh, my God, you and your loser boyfriend. Uh, so, also, there's a lot of blaming about forgetting dad's memory that gets rolled into this as well. I mean, you know, Nature Boy goes against everything dad stood for, which, of course, is the almighty dollar and capitalism and um, pearls i don't know and uh you know dad would have hated this and why did you hide his bowling trophy or whatever that trophy was and uh so we get yeah the family guilt of course so what is poor carrie left to do but be like well okay i guess we're not i guess i won't chase my happiness to make you all happy and this later pays off with uh you know so she breaks it off with ron even though the mill looks amazing at this point, is totally mm-hmm. put together. He is ready for her to move in. But she basically tells him that, look, can we just cool our jets a little bit for a minute? Like, we can still get married, but let's just not do it right away. Let's wait and let people get accustomed to the idea of us being together. Good. And Rachel's he's like, probably. ah... Yeah, but I live through Korea and I want to be with the woman that I love, and this Give is a, a tough sell. About those people. And I don't care what people think. This is this whole thing is now he's experienced her side of uh, society. He sees what's going to happen. It's like, oh, okay, so then I get to be a member of the club and I get to hang out with fucking Howard who just uh, tried to try it on with my wife uh, and you know, that's supposed to be normal and I'm supposed to accept that. You knew that I hate that shit. I told you, I put that up on front street. I barely like you. I could barely have a conversation with you because you hang out with those people. So no, I do not want this. Now I feel like there's gotta be a happy medium here. We don't have time to debate it though. We got to finish this episode. So he makes her choose or rather, She makes herself choose, as he points out, is that like, you've made this a choice between me or the kids and society, so what's it going to be? And she walks, and he is pretty devastated by it. She is as well, but these two, it's just not going to work. The world won't allow for it, and we got to do what the world wants, right? So- At the train station, as later on as she's waiting for the children to arrive, now that she has put off her own life and happiness to just tend to their needs full time, she runs into the doctor. And the doctor is like, how are you doing? She's like, I got these headaches. And he's like, well, why don't you come in and see me? We'll check it out. Nice to see you. And of course, she gets stood up by the kids who are all of a sudden way too busy. To be hanging out with mom, as it turns out.
2: funnily enough, living their own lives. That
0: fucking phone call from Ned. So so Ned, the son, calls at a certain point and is like, Hey, mom, what's what's happening? And she's like, well, I broke up with uh, the man that I love to make you happy. And he's like, that's great. Well, gotta go. And he just fucks off. Yeah. And then doesn't show up until Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. Now, when he does show up at Christmas, what does he bring to her? To substitute for the love of a tall, strapping, golden rain tree man? It is, of course that evil creature the television it's just a tabletop version but they roll it in and they're like here it is the rest of your life madam exactly. television all of life's pageantry the whole parade of emotions the entire spectrum of of human existence and feeling broadcast to you on these three channels here you are welcome to your grave your cathode ray tube riddled grave it's all for you mom Merry Christmas! That's really
1: fucked up to buy her a TV like that. Like, yeah, yeah, is yeah. con- it the assumption?
2: Well, I mean, the assumption is that this is just what widows do. I mean, they don't have lives. She's so bored,
0: and she—I mean, if she's not going to marry Harvey. What's she going to do, Shrishma?
2: Yeah, exactly. She's gotta she got to watch her she's stories. Not, she's not going to marry the man that they want her to marry. Therefore, the only option is TV. Yeah.
0: So and then we get um. Oh,
1: well, Christmas decorations.
0: Yeah, that's right. It is Christmas. So, the, so before the television arrives, of course, she has to pick out the tree, and so she goes mm-hmm. out to the Christmas tree lot. This is a, a time-honored tradition in the in the U.S. and also other other places. I've seen it elsewhere. But you, you know, the the tree people bring their wares into town and set them up, and you go pick out your Christmas tree. Now, who loves trees that you guys know? Who is also in this movie?
1: Ron Kirby. That's right.
0: You guessed it. Ron Kirby loves a good tree. Yes. And so he spots her hunting for a silvertip spruce and it is clear that he is spitting with her and that he misses her and she misses him. I mean, it's a real sweet moment. He's very happy to see her, but at the same time, who should turn up? Marianne, the cousin, if you'll recall, who mm-hmm. breezed through, who he had a little flirty conversation with. And she's like, ah, they sent Mick and Melita sent me to come get you and we should go And it's a bad look for Ron. Poor timing. But these are the breaks. He's uh, doing his thing. Or so we're led to believe. Mm -hmm. So she grabs herself a Christmas tree, takes it home, decorates it. What should be under it? That television. Uh, That's the rest of her life. There they are presenting her with her demise. And this is Christmas. We're in the holidays. Uh, Real quick, let's check out Christmas. The Christmas tree
1: that's a not a nice tree.
0: You don't think so? I think because it's so natural and not out of a box, I think that makes it a bit charming.
1: Okay. I like more tree, maybe? Full. More full.
2: Are you used to having like a natural tree or to plastic? Having anything.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I've had no. a tree yeah. maybe once in my life before. <laughs> so. You, of course,
0: would be lighting a menorah during this time of year.
1: I'd just be eating cake. Okay. <laughs> no
3: Christmas cake. We've already we've already had Diwali. That's
0: true. Right. Festival of Light.
3: Festival true. of lights. Lights are important in a dark time of the year. That's, true. That's mm-hmm. right. So um, I will compare this Christmas tree just back to this movie briefly, please. Um, to like <laughs> save us a, a Christmas story. <laughs> Sorry, a Christmas story. Not that I'm I'm on honor other cultures and their celebrations of various times of the year celebration of mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hanukkah mm-hmm. Torah, you name mm-hmm. it um, but for Kwanzaa, Kwanzaa mm-hmm. Ramadan I'm mm-hmm. saying um, but yeah I'm thinking of the Christmas tree in A Christmas Story which also yeah. I mean, this is kind of like the era like The trees are just like you get what you get and you put some tinsel on it and you put some Mm. shit on it and whatever and it is. You put the big old glass
0: bulb lights on it. Yeah. Right. Well, look, Christmas also brings other news, you guys. The winter brings other news because it turns out that daughter Kay all of a sudden is getting married turns out her and her boyfriend are in love and they're going to be leaving. And all of a sudden, Ned blows in and he's like, well, yeah, they're getting married and we should probably sell the house. And she's like, what are you talking about? This was seriously like two weeks ago. Mm,
2: You just told me
0: that I shouldn't, you know, the house, all this, you're outraged and all this shit. And you, little girl, uh, getting married, like, what about my happiness over here? Like, you're supposed to console me as a widow until I die watching television. And uh, it turns out Ned's like, well, but <laughs> I'm up for a scholarship, so it sounds like I might be going to Paris for a year. And, you know, if Kay's moving out, then it's just you rattling around in this old house. Yeah, you know, it is like,
2: too big for just one person. Come
0: on, Mom, what are we doing Even television sell can't fill thing. that
2: space. Like, she was just supposed
3: to wait at home for them to come home every weekend. Or whenever the hell they or decide it,
2: to.
0: I guess. I mean, yeah. it's really... I didn't like Ned to start with. This makes me hate him, you know. Um. Don't fucking... Fucking nids. All right. So it's outrageous. But later, Ron and Mick are out birding together. And by birding, I mean they're hunting birds, right? Shooting. Just shooting. Yeah. Pheasants. And they have some real talk, the kind of real talk that can really only occur between two men who have killed a bunch of uh people in Korea before together. And Mick does it's it's we get a little regressive here. He's like, you know. You should you should call her up, you know, you should make her come back here and marry you and live in the mill with you because you have not been right since then. You've not been the same killing machine Ron Kirby that I knew in Korea. You can't hit a single one of these pheasants and you know, just go get her and he's like, You've yeah, but You've been
3: useless. Right.
0: <laughs> since you <broke> up. <laughs> yeah, you what a you're taking my trees from my farm, taking them over to your. T- no, 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 that's that's made up. But he's he's clearly hurting. Ron is hurting, and he Mick is a modern man now who recognizes his brother's pain and gives some old fashioned misogyny to cure all. You know, just look. She doesn't want to make up her own mind. Make up her mind for her. Go mm-hmm. get her.
2: That was quite a line.
0: Yes. Meanwhile, Carrie goes to see the doctor, as foretold, at the train station. And it turns out that there is, quote unquote, nothing organically wrong with her. Organically wrong
2: with her. her. No pesticides were
0: used in the wronging of (laughs) Carrie Scott.
3: Except for the fact that she needs to get laid
0: by Kirby. She's running away from life. If she's out of breath and looking like shit, it's because she's running away from life. By which they mean... That D, you know, like go get some go get some happy time, all right? And he, he's just like, marry him. Carrie, go. Just listen to me and just go marry Mr. Romantic, this doctor.
1: Oh, he's sweet. Mm.
0: And it turns out that his diagnosis is that you were ready for a love affair, but not for love. Oh. Go be in love, Dr. Dan says. And so Carrie's like, well, doctor's orders. And she runs into Alita outside and learns that Marianne, the flirty young cousin, right, is getting married. But not to Ron Kirby, but to some dude from Jersey, some Jerseyite. Sorry, Marianne. Nice try. And so Carrie's like, oh, so they're not together. That was just a friendly thing. Oh, it's all a misunderstanding. I mean,
1: they're cousins, so why would they? No, 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 his cousin. Oh, not his cousin. Yeah, no, no.
0: She's cousins with Alita. So she drives out to the mill and she goes up to the mill and she's knocking on the door and she wants to see him. She's excited to be in love with Ron again, but he doesn't answer. And in that split second, that's enough time for her to be like, you know what? This is a terrible idea. I'm getting back in my car and I'm driving back to town. But while that's happening up on the ridge, Ron spots her. He's got his pheasant. and He's like, Hey. Carrie's like calling to her. He's so happy to see her. And as he rushes to the edge of this cliff to, to flag her down and she's pulling away, the snow gives way beneath his feet and he mm. falls tragically into a snow drift and is left there. And we're left to wonder what happened to Ron Kirby. Well, fortunately for you guys, we find out pretty soon after because Alita shows up at Carrie's house. And it's like, look, you have to come with me. Ron's been in an accident. He is out like a light. And the doctor is there. And we got to go see him right now, which they do. And look at this beautiful mill. I mean, we've got interior here, guys. I mean, I like everything that's happening in this old mill. From the fireplace to this this UFO lighting thing. Well, this was up for the hayloft, Carolyn. Don't forget about the hayloft. But there was also, this one still remains. Oh, that one does. That's just where the bedroom. Yes. Yeah. And then this, of course, is the grinding mill and everything. But we've got mood lighting. We've got mid-century couches. We've got a built-in fucking bookcase with uh, Encyclopedia Britannica's over here. I mean, this house is ready. Mm. This mill is ready to be lived in for romance blossom within for
3: a couple without children yes like if she's 38 and he's even younger than her like they the they part two them. of she this story is like yeah. there's she's gonna be cranking out some more babies and those oh, kids are Ned's gonna, gonna be, pissed. be so pissed my inheritance <laughs> <be> like,
0: mom <laughs> <laughs> so carrie feels terrible about all this that she has turned her back on love and it's led to this uh, a man passed out on his couch i mean this is really any saturday afternoon <laughs> <laughs>
3: Isn't this what you, what every man wants? Not just you, Justin, but I would say every man. I would be passed yeah, out on the couch this and is have just my cozy. woman look at me lovingly.
0: <laughs> it looks like uh, you know, like when you get sick and you stay home from school for the day or whatever and watch a movie. Like this is what he's doing. He's just napping on the couch, but she waits beside him, gets permission from this very aggressive nurse who's like, absolutely not. Well, okay, and she waits for him, and he finally kind of comes to. And then a deer shows up,
2: yeah, outside That's, the window. This is what I mean. It's like Disney. Then, yeah. then Bambi shows up. What? Uh,
0: it represents some kind of wildness. I don't know. You interpret innocence. It. It could be. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I mean the the stag
2: aspect. You know the literally. potency. It, it wasn't yeah, a sure. stag though. It was. I believe it was it a deer? No, it was a stag.
3: It was, was it? Yeah, he was feeding a buck. Oh. Oh, I see
0: antlers. Yep. Yeah. There they are. Mm. But let's just get a look at this built-in bookcase one more time. Sorry, you guys. And then Built there's a built-in bookcase c- and then there's ceramic this bowl. bowl. Oh. Nice. Ur. And the doctor's there and he's like, "Come on, Carrie. You want to pass up this hunky stud? Come on. Climb onto this couch with him." And this deer shows up and it symbolizes their love and he comes to and she's like, "Yes, I've come home. I'm going to be with you." End of movie. They are together and happy and living in this sick old refurbed mill, the end of all that heaven allows. Wow. You guys, we made it. Congratulations. What does
3: heaven allow? All of
0: it. It It allows for all of it. It allows for us to finish the episode. Now, (laughs) Hey, listen, their love is true and they are together and they went through obstacles and they have this sick ass mill that they live in now. Who couldn't get behind that, Catherine Sherlock hater of love?
2: Uh, yeah. I mean, the mill's great. I totally take the mill.
1: Yeah, I mean, but that's, maybe a more it
0: expressive Rob Hudson. Okay, yeah, that's true. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. I mean, oh, uh, but come back we, to me. If Harvey I mean, was living in this mill, we might have been more excited about it because that meant he was going to die sooner.
0: And then, and then she gets it. At the mill. Oh, uh, okay. This is all her. Turns out to be her devious, like Black Widow plot <laughs> to yes. get some get some She's property, get herself widow. a tree farm. Yep.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's like, I got the house in town. I got the house in the country. Mm-hmm. I mean, some mm-hmm. gotta marry someone with an airline next. That's Even right. Like,
1: <laughs> so, look, you guys, private jet life.
0: I got to ask you the question at this point.
1: Mm. Aristotle Onassis on is next. I need Catherine Sherlock. Mm. <laughs>
0: Black, I'm with you, Speaking Catherine. of the Black Widow I'm over with, here.
3: I'm with you. <laughs> okay, I'm here.
0: Good. Catherine Sherlock, mm. 1955, All That Heaven Allows, Rock Hudson, Jane Wyman, Douglas Sirk. Do we keep watching this thing? No. You don't want to keep watching this. Okay. Any reason? <laughs> Other than everything you've talked about this entire episode?
2: Yeah. Nothing there, huh? Yeah. Mm. I, I don't... It, it, it just... If I could have detected some kind of a spark, it didn't even need to be a lot, Mm -hmm. but it was all just talky, implied, Mm. coolness, and, oh, they're in love? Okay. You had to spell that out. He's monosyllabic, and then they're in love. Yeah. And it was like, oh, okay. That was just a bit weird. Okay. Fair enough.
0: But Trishman Ike, who watched- half of this movie <laughs> the half you saw do we keep watching
1: well i feel considering i didn't watch it uh-huh. we shouldn't keep watching you it. abstain oh, oh okay okay
0: <laughs> <laughs> no you still have an opinion
1: but um i felt like from what i watched Of it, like, it goes back to just not being able to relate with the characters. Mm. And then because it's a love story, I feel you have to relate with the characters to be able to, like, watch it all the way through.
0: So you cannot abstract yourself, project yourself into Carrie Scott's shoes.
1: I could, but I just didn't like, maybe it was just the...
0: They didn't fit. Yeah. Different sizes. Yeah. Different size shoes.
1: I could like the thing is I relate a lot with like the story and the concept of it, but mm-hmm. just them as characters. I was mm-hmm. like, wow. Okay,
0: fair enough. Carolyn Arrows. Uh-huh. Do we keep watching All That Heaven Allows?
1: Oh yeah,
3: I'm here yeah. for it.
0: Now I'm, I'm surprised to, to hear positive things. Okay, tell me about it. <laughs> what do you What do you like about this?
3: Um, I'd watch it again on a cold winter Sunday day. With mm-hmm. the fire roaring and mm-hmm. be talking at it as one would do and being like, you know, choose your own adventure here, Carrie. <laughs> but sure. obviously choosing the mill and Buffalo Platte.
0: Yes. I mean, those are the pillars of this film. Right. And I am with you. Uh, this is a yes for me. I really enjoy this movie. But also, I'm an old softy. I'm a romantic I like this shit, and I think they do it well. And it's nice to see things from a female protagonist. It's nice to get some insight into what it would be like to be a 38-year-old widowed woman in 1955. I feel like this is pretty accurate. I -hmm. think this is probably what's happening uh, in real life. Mm -hmm. And they're just uh, putting it out there for society to reflect on. This is almost borderline uh, the American beauty of the 50s, -hmm. you know? Yeah. Take a good long look at the society society and so concludes 1955's all that heaven allows <laughs> next week you guys the holiday season continues it's a christmas movie with a twist talking about 1958's bell book and candle mm. let me lay out the summary for you a modern day witch likes her neighbor but despises his fiance. So she enchants him to love her instead, starring James Stewart and Kim Novak. Oh, Kim Novak at her Kim Novakiest! everybody. Mm. Now, Catherine, Mm. you will want to pay special attention to this motion picture extravaganza as you are a recent cat owner. Congratulations. Good for you. Your cat is going to like this movie. Okay. Very cat-centric. We will
2: probably watch it together. Yeah,
0: I bet you will. You might curl up in a little ball on your lap. Yeah. And just purr the night away. That's right. So that's what we're checking out next week. And until then, uh, thanks, everybody. Great job. Thanks for watching this movie with the deer in it and all the buffalo plaid. Uh, I think we really learned a lot about a lot of things not related to this movie that will be edited out in post. <laughs> uh, but until next week, this has been Old Movie Time Machine. Over to me in the future. Take it away, fella. Thank you so much, me from the past. Nice to hear from you. And so concludes All That Heaven Allows. Hope you enjoyed that one uh, more than my compatriots did. But please let us know. You can write to us at partyline at oldmovietimemachine.com. We would love to hear what your thoughts are about All That Heaven Allows and the golden rain tree and if it matters or not. You tell us. Also, if you enjoyed the program, great news. It's actually twice as long as you think it is. That's right. This is the free feed, folks. So if you go to our Patreon, we call it the Boom Room. The link is in the show notes. It'll take you right there. You sign up with us. It's $2 a month and you get twice the content. That's right. All that heaven allows. We talked about this thing for two hours plus. So you know you need to hear the rest of the story. And we encourage you to join us. We have a lovely time over there. There's all kinds of uh, fun surprises for you awaiting you over at the Boom Room and we'll see you there. As for next week, we are watching 1958's Bell Book and Candle. Now, if you want to watch along with us, you can check it out. It is on the Criterion channel, and I imagine that you can find a copy of this, probably Amazon or eBay or something like that. Use your resources, your imagination. Um, imagine what the movie is like why, why, why not Bell Book and Candle there's your prompt go give me, give me a tight five on bells, books and or candles thank you but we would love for you to know what the hell we're talking about so go check out Bell Book and Candle and watch Kim Novak uh, lounge around in some excellent furs and you will have a lovely time I promise you that so we will catch you right here next Wednesday and until then this has been Old Movie Time Machine